What's going on, guys? Hola. Como estas? Oh, bien, usted? I was asking the listeners, but uh, I'm glad you're doing okay, Sarah. <laughs> I'm doing very well, thanks. So although we are, might, we might sound like we're struggling over here because we just found out our other microphone died. So now we are hovering over the same microphone here. I'm very close to Chase's face. <laughs> we're sharing a microphone. And unfortunately, since we're in Costa Rica... Hopefully, we don't have to do this for any more inter interviews. <laughs> Even though for the first like uh, little I Do Podcast Insider secret, for the first at least like 100 episodes or so, we had one microphone because the audio mixer we used uh, wasn't compatible with two. And I was like, probably be better conversations if we were able to look at each other <laughs> when we're talking and yeah. not like crane our neck like I'm doing right now to talk and try to look at you. Um, but if you're a avid I Do Podcast listener fan and already could pick that up in the audio, I'd be very impressed. But I, I think we did pretty good for for 100 or so episodes using one mic for a two-person um, gig, gig yeah. interviewers. <laughs> two people, what would you call it? Two people interviewing one person. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Don't know. An interview with two questioners. <laughs> yeah. At any rate, here we are. We have one mic and we have one excellent show for you guys today. And that is with Dr. Debbie Silber. And Dr. Silber is really the ideal person to talk about today's subject. And that is of betrayal. Um, she talks a little bit about how a personal betrayal in her own life led her to try to work on herself and find the steps to recover from a betrayal because it can be quite a traumatic thing. And she is the founder of the PBT Institute. It's a transformational um, and is also a transformational psychologist and a health and mindset and personal development expert. And she actually did her doctorate and discovered uh, through her research how women experience and heal from betrayal. And this is along with 27 years of health, mindset, and lifestyle coaching. So she has uh, extensive background in professional training, and she did her doctoral really all about betrayal and how to best recover for it, from it. So we dive into how to do that. And a betrayal can be something like an affair, or it can be a betrayal of trust. Uh, but really, even if you've never experienced it in your relationship, maybe it's been with friends. And uh, if you've never experienced it with either, there's still a lot of great tools uh, for for anyone moving through life. And hopefully you don't have to face this. But unfortunately, we all generally do to one extent or another. Yeah, this this episode really hit home. I, I shared a little bit in the episode about how I was kind of going through uh, the feelings that she talks about and explains um, when you go through a betrayal. And so it really hit home. And I, I learned personally a lot. And I know that uh, you guys listening, whether or not you have gone through a betrayal, it will be super valuable to your relationship. Thank you for listening. My face is a couple inches <laughs> from Sarah. Maybe this is like a good tool to improve your relationship. It just 
think we just need to stare into each other's eyes. And- <laughs> no, it's so weird. Sorry. I gave I always, it's not weird. No, I, I give Sarah a hard time for the pictures of like, I think in our engagement pictures, she she was like wanted the staring into each other's eyes picture. It's so nice. I just think it's so cheesy because <laughs> it looks so posed and like. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But if you stare into your partner's eyes Actually, often. Research does show that eye gazing is, is well, beneficial to the relationship. I look you in the eyes, but I don't like stare and <laughs> we don't just stare into each other's eyes. For... Well, now we can try. Okay. <laughs> All right. I did. On that, I'll remember. <laughs> we'll leave you guys to it. We hope you enjoy the episode. Today's show is brought to you by our online course, Spark My Relationship. Create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days. We've collaborated with 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. To unlock a special offer only for I Do Podcast listeners, visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. That's sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. Hi, Debbie. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. Oh, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Debbie, we like to start the show with having you tell us and our listeners why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. Everything is based on relationships. I mean, really, that's the foundation of of it all. And and without healthy relationships, uh, to me, life has no meaning. I mean, that's that's what we're here for—to just uh, have wonderful relationships. And it's also the greatest and most fertile foundation to grow. Well, Debbie, today's topic is one that, unfortunately, a lot of our listeners may have experienced or. Maybe there's listeners that have been on the other end, and that is betrayal. So if you're listening and you've been betrayed, and it could be something big or something small, or you were the betrayer, there's going to be uh, a lot of important things to know and, and navigate. So why don't you uh, tell us how we can navigate this unfortunate aspect of life, but but one uh, that we're here to give our listeners the tools for? Sure. I mean, I can really speak to the topic of betrayal and how that affects relationships. And, you know, uh, in my scenario was that you don't study a topic like betrayal unless you have to. <laughs> and the, you know, the way the universe works, you have uh, a situation that if you don't learn the lesson you're supposed to learn, you get another opportunity. And that's exactly what happened with me. I had a family betrayal and uh, that was awful. And then um years ago, it was my husband. And it sent me right into a PhD program in transpersonal psychology. I mean, I just needed to know how the mind works, why we do what we do and how it could possibly heal. And and while I was there, I did a study on how women specifically experience betrayal, what holds them back, what helps them heal. Um, and we actually made three groundbreaking discoveries in that study. But um, it you know, these are things that if left unhealed, it plagues us and follows us for life and takes every relationship that's meant to be filled with joy because we, you know, we're wary to trust again. We don't feel safe. And this is the betrayal of it could be a family member, partner, friend. You know, it doesn't matter. So do you mind talking a little bit more about like, you don't have to give your specific example, but maybe people you've worked with 
uh, example of a betrayal and and uh, what what those look like, and then how obviously we can get through that. Because I can imagine if you if you love someone, friend, you know, if a lover, romantic partner, or family member just does something completely betrays you, um, yeah, it's got to be devastating. It's it's awful. And think about it. You're never betrayed by someone you don't know. It's always by someone you, you've put your faith and trust in. And, uh, you know, the way it goes with betrayal is my definition of it is it's the breaking of a spoken or unspoken rule. And the more you trusted and were dependent upon that person, the bigger the betrayal. So, for example, a child, let's say, who's completely dependent on uh, the, their parent does something horrible. Well, that's going to have a bigger impact than, you know, your coworker taking credit for your idea. But it has many faces. You know, you could have, let's say, uh, the, the the deal with your friend is your secret safe with me. And then they share it on Facebook. That's a betrayal. You could feel betrayed by a coach, a mentor, a teacher, where the, the understanding is you listen to me and I have your back. And then and then and I'll support you appropriately. And then they do something. That's a betrayal. You know, in a, in a marriage or a, a, a committed relationship, someone has an affair. Uh, that's a betrayal. It could be siblings. We'll take care of mom and dad one day and then mom and dad need them. And where are they? That's a betrayal. So it's really, it's that expectation. And, you know, we're playing by the rules. And then without our awareness or consent, someone sort of just shows us that they had, that they're not playing by the same set of rules. And it's, it's devastating. Uh, and it's because, you know, we think about it when the people we trust the most prove untrustworthy. Who do we trust? You know, when the ones we'd run to and other people are causing harm are in fact the ones who are causing the harm, where do we go? So it really leaves us in this complete state of physical, mental, emotional, psychological, spiritual chaos until it's recognized and healed. So how do you go about talking to somebody or uh, initiating a conversation when you have felt betrayed? It's, you know, it's really, it's always hard because we're always, we feel blindsided. And that was the word that just came up over and over again. We feel punched in the gut, like the the wind has gotten knocked out of us. We're just, we absolutely didn't see this coming on every, on any level. And uh, it really depends on the other person. You know, sometimes this person um, is just, they're in complete denial or they're unwilling to accept any responsibility. And if they're unwilling to accept responsibility or even worse, they're blaming you, you really have nothing to work with. And it, in that case, it's really just about healing you. You know, in some instances, um, can the relationship be healed and repaired? Absolutely. But based on a completely new relationship, a new set of rules, um, there has to truly be a death of the old, complete death of the old in order to rebirth something totally new. So if we're feeling betrayed and uh, we want to communicate that, to a partner, you know, it, it obviously depends on the situation. And uh, like you said, there's a wider range uh, of these things. But is there a specific dialogue, you know, to, to bring that up that's productive so that we don't put them on the defensive and and just to move forward more positively? You know, it, it's it's really as much as it's about how we approach it. You know, think about it. If the person on the other end who's caused that harm, if 
if it, the main concern here is how do we approach it with them? You know, there comes a time where it's like, if we're the ones who've been betrayed, we have every right to feel everything we're going to feel. And, you know, some of the most common um, emotions are anger, you know, sadness, depression, rage. We're experiencing yeah, every just about every emotion there is. I remember one study participant saying to me, "You know, Debbie, it feels like every negative uh, emotion you can feel, along with that feeling of like losing a child in the crowd, like a, a crowd. It's like that. Like there is such shock um, that that you know, for us, for our main concern to be, well, how do we approach it? I don't know. I think it's really up to that person just to do the best they can because." reeling from this experience. So how about the person on the other end? Uh, you know, no one's perfect. And, and there's people listening that have probably uh, betrayed their partner sure. or a friend. And, and look, we're, we're human and, and it happens, uh, not to yeah. make excuses. So how can they be forthcoming and in starting that healing? Yeah. You know, there, there. It really takes a, the the best case scenario is when you just approach it from this place of uh, apology, remorse, restitution, and what that looks like is, I'm so sorry. You know, I understand how that hurt you. What can I do to make it better? You know, and then it's going to take some time for that person to to heal. You know, you, it's it's completely up to their timeline. It has really nothing to do with your timeline at that point. So that's best case scenario. What you don't want to do is you don't want to start getting defensive. You don't want to start blaming and you don't want to not own it, not take responsibility. And here's the other thing too. I mean, of course, if you were awake and aware, you would have made different choices. But what happens is, um, you know, when at least, when we've betrayed someone and, and, when you're walking around, let's say with feelings of shame, for example, these are the most physically destructive emotions we have. They will create illness, disease. They can't not. And, and when you think of what, what, you know, what heals shame, light and honor, you know, you want to bring light to it. You want to, you don't want to sit and try to run from it. You can't run from it. So you want to, you, you want to face it and you want to feel it. You want to heal it. You want to address it for sure. And then when you do, um, you know, then there's an opportunity to, to heal. And then I'm all about self-forgiveness too. Once you've done everything humanly possible to right that wrong with the person that you hurt. I can definitely relate to what you were saying about the feelings of shame being so strong. Because just a f couple weeks ago, I was in a situation with a, a girlfriend where my intention was not malicious at all. It was it was really out of love for another friend, but in that sense, I you know kind of betrayed my other friend by telling something, and you know I, I went to my other friend who I basically kind of who had the secret originally and told her you know I was so sorry I was very upfront about the whole thing and I completely understand that I betrayed her and she lost trust in it and during that process before we really talked things out I mean I felt so shitty like it was mm -hmm. it was horrible like the shame and the fact of like my friend not um having you know good feelings toward me like it was like it was horrible so I can definitely see how 
having those feelings for a long period of time can really affect somebody in a relationship and affect the relationship in general. Oh, absolutely. Because trust, you know, that's what happens with um, betrayal. Trust is shattered and it can take a lifetime to build it. It's shattered in moments. It really is. I look at trust like a brick wall and it can go up, you know, it goes up brick by brick by brick, but then it could be the whole wall is taken down, you know, and how does it with betrayal and how does it get put back up again, brick by brick by brick. There's really no, you know, there's really no other way. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that definitely takes time. But if you just run from it and you're unwilling to face it, unwilling to deal with it, unwilling to, to, to you know, heal it, it only grows worse. And, and this is actually what my TEDx talk was about on sabotage, you know, where we use things like food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, reckless behavior, all these modalities to numb, avoid, distract. Like we're so desperately trying to distract ourselves from seeing, feeling, facing something. But if if shame or regret is that emotion that you've been running from, by dealing with it and feeling it, facing it, you, you can heal it and, and right that wrong. If it not for that person that you hurt, at least going forward in your future relationships. But running from it, I mean, that's just a recipe for illness and disease. So Let's say the betrayer has mm-hmm. apologized and you know set things right, but the person who was betrayed is, and I imagine this happens, uh, kind of hangs it over their head, is reminding them of their betrayal, and and it feels like that can become very unhealthy. You know, it's like just kind of like a constant sort of. Uh, bargaining chip like oh you remember that time and it's almost could be unsaid do you see that and then how can how can both sides navigate that in a in a healthier way yeah and it's a tricky thing because you know it could very likely be that the person is hanging on to it because it was never fully or you know it was never fully addressed and when someone is portrayed like let's take you know uh, infidelity there is so much heartbreak and pain there. And if the betrayer is like, come on, move on already. You know, the person who's betrayed is like, but you have no idea of the magnitude of this. And, and they just can't, that healing can't be rushed. Um, Now that's not to say, are they hanging on to it? You know, too long. Well, who's to say what too long is, but it really is. It's like a dance. It's a very delicate dance that, that has to happen. But what happens also is, you know, when something like betrayal happens, there's this feeling like control has been completely taken away from us and hanging on to whether we forgive or we withhold forgiveness. That's something, believe it or not, that somebody can feel like, well, you know what? This is something I'm in control of and I haven't felt in control. So, so because this is something within my control, I'm not as willing to give this back so quickly. You know, or very often it's like a, it's a reminder, you know, so someone, someone could feel like, oh, this person, they're, it's like they're acting like nothing's ever happened. Let me bring it up again as that reminder of don't forget the pain you put me through. There are so many reasons why it can be brought up, but it, it really has to do with um, has that other, has the betrayer really taken full responsibility, addressed it, made that person, the person who they betrayed feel so safe and valued and comfortable um, and and is are they doing the work to rebuild that trust 
And then on the other hand, is the person who's been betrayed, are they willing to give up all the benefits that they're getting from staying stuck? And I know that sounds crazy, but the person who's been betrayed, believe it or not, they're receiving, it's all to the small self, the ego self, but they get lots of benefits. Think about it. They get to stay stuck. They get someone to blame. They don't have to do the hard work of rebuilding trust. Like, do I trust you? Do I trust you? Forget it. I won't trust anybody. Um, they they don't have to. Uh, they get to justify inaction. Like, I can't do that. Look what I've been through. And so, so they get to stay small and to the small self, to the ego. That's very safe. And they'd have to be willing to give all that up. Now, what do they get? Oh my gosh, they get to heal. They get to be free. They get a much better story and they get to be the hero or the heroine of their story. Uh, they get opportunities that there's no way they'd have access to if they were hanging on to that hurt for so long. So there's so much to consider uh, when when a couple moves forward. And if they can, not all couples can or are willing to. You've alluded to it a couple of times that the betrayer needs to be willing to you know, apologize and do the work. Um, besides that, let's say they're, they're willing and, and they're doing this process, but maybe the betrayed doesn't feel like it's, it's good enough really. And obviously therapy is going to be important in here, but is there a point where the betrayed, like at the point of no return? So let's say they're, they're they just can't get over this betrayal, even though their partner is trying their best. And, and I imagine that that's also a circumstance. Like, how is that something that arises? But before we continue on, we want to tell you about today's sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Babbel. Babbel is the number one selling language learning app in the world that helps you speak a new language with confidence. Not only can you learn Spanish, which is super helpful for us since we live in Costa Rica, but si. you see, Sarah has been <laughs> practicing her Spanish. She can say yes. I am majorly confident speaking my that was a confident, yes. <laughs> but you can also learn French, Italian, German, Russian, Swedish, and more. Over 14 languages. Babbel's short 10 to 15 minute lessons are available on the app or online and are designed to quickly get you speaking your new language within weeks. You can try Babbel for free. Go to babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. That's Babbel. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com or download the app to try it for free. Babbel, speak a new language with confidence. Today's episode is also brought to you by Modern Fertility. The decision to have a family is a very personal choice. Some women want kids now, others want kids in 10 years, or like Chase and I, we're unsure if we want a second kid. We have all the tools to prevent pregnancy, but we need more information to help us plan for it, even if kids are in the far, far future. No matter what your plan, the one simple step you should consider taking today is an at-home hormone fertility test from Modern Fertility. And here's a fun fertility fact. Can I didn't, say it? Didn't know those existed. Can I say the fun fact? Yes, please. <laughs> Modern fertility is the only comprehensive fertility hormone test that you can take in your pajamas. Win for the win? 
<laughs> Unless you wear your pajamas to the doctor's office. I guess. And then, well, then it's it doesn't not count. the only one. <laughs> Plus, you will get physician-reviewed results in just a few days. It's only $159, which is way, way, way less compared to the same test that you take at the doctor's office that costs over $1,000. Sarah shared her results from the timeline tool that they have on their website and it made us realize, which kind of already had an idea of, but gave us the hard facts, is that we don't have a ton of time to wait if we want that second, third, fourth, fifth, no, sixth no, child. No, Maybe no. just one more. <laughs> Maybe just one more. Modern Fertility gives you the knowledge and information you need to make the best decision. You can connect directly with a fertility nurse, join their weekly webinar, and participate in their active online community with women just like you. Visit modernfertility.com slash I do. Take the fertility quiz and get $20 off your modern fertility test. That's modernfertility.com slash I do to take the fertility quiz and get $20 off. Modernfertility.com slash I do. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I see this all the time where, you know, sometimes a relationship can do it and and sometimes they can. And it's, it's such a... I would never be the one to say, you know, this it's time to give up on this relationship or this one has hope and this one doesn't because every relationship stands on its own. And it could be that that relationship, you know, had its course and ran its course and and that's what it was meant to do. And maybe the whole purpose of that relationship was was so the person who was betrayed finally realizes, well, you know what, I am worthy and deserving of a certain level of respect or integrity or whatever, and I'll never stand for X, Y, and Z again. You know, maybe in another relationship, they needed to have this complete collapse of what they had so they could build something entirely new based on a different, completely different set of rules. So, you know, um, from a very like small self, ego self, and if you just look at, well, this is wrong and it's a deal breaker, then sure, then you, there's no chance. But if you look at it from, you know, like a more of a spiritual perspective and say, was there a reason for this? Was I meant to learn something? Was I meant to grow somehow? Or was there a higher purpose to this? Then there can be so much benefit from something so painful. You know, and I, I talk about it all the time, how your biggest crisis reveals your greatest gift. Like I'm I'm living proof. I mean, here I'm running the PBT, Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute in New York. And, you know, we, we have certification programs for people to become PBT support group hosts and, and practitioners and programs we have going in. There's no chance I ever would have done this had it not been for my own betrayal. So sometimes it's, it's actually, no doubt, the most painful experience you could ever imagine, but it can lead to something that never would have happened had it not come your way. Yeah, ultimately, we have to look at a lot of the things in our life, if not all of them, through that more optimistic lens. Otherwise, it feels like things are just happening to you rather than you being a a force in in your own life and controlling its direction. You know, no one wants to feel betrayed for sure, but if if you look at it, and I'm sure this is all what your program is about, and I'm talking as not an expert, but to me, if you look at it like 
we're just a victim of circumstance. Obviously, there's going to be that feeling and, and that's okay. But then to empower yourself and, and say, you know, this is going to, this has led me, like you said, to, to create this amazing program or, or whatever it is. And I feel like in relationships in general, we have to look at everything as, as a learning experience and some are harder than others. This is the extreme, but like Sarah and I, we're, trying to navigate some things and that are difficult and takes a lot of work and but it's a reflection back on on ourselves what we can do better and and how we can be better people in general and that's something that you don't have if you're just wrapped up in your own ego if you're not in a relationship you don't have that introspection and so so someone even listening to this that was uh the betrayer, you know, there's, there's a lot to be learned there, just like the other end, you know, if you're, if you're open to it. Oh, there's so much to learn. Like, and it's true. I believe the harder the hit, the greater the potential for growth. Like I, I, I really had no idea what to expect when I, when I went into this, um, this study, but I just knew the pain was so intense. And I, you know, I, I needed to figure out a way to heal here and, and to see what would, what would come of it. And, and one of the most exciting discoveries was that, you know, you can, you have, you could stay stuck for, for a lifetime, but if you're going to heal, you're going to go through these five now predictable and proven stages. And, you know, what's even more exciting is now we know what happens at every stage of what it takes to move from one to the next. So someone, let's say who's living uh, with, a, with an experience that happened decades ago can now just go, you know, a short amount of time and predictably sort of move down a track and, and get to this place of healing. But it takes being, you know, being completely undone. And and like life as you've known it no longer exists. And it's only from that place where you say, oh my gosh, there's got to be a reason that I've experienced this depth of pain. And for me to just sit here with this pain, that's doing nobody any good. So at the very least, let me heal. And personally, it wasn't even enough for me to heal. You know, I have a big family, I have four kids, six dogs, a husband, a home, a business. You know, I was like, if I'm going to heal, I'm going to help as many as many women as I can. So uh, that's not the case with everybody. But even the women in my study, some of them who you, you couldn't even imagine, how did they get out of bed? I mean, in the morning. That what they've done because of their experience, it's mind blowing. And uh, I'm just in awe. I'm just in awe of who, of, of just how strong um, we are when we're, you know, when we're asked to be and called to be. Can you talk a little bit about the study in, in the five stages that you mentioned? Yeah, sure. So anyway, the three discoveries were, uh, the first was there's a collection of symptoms so common to betrayal, it's become known as post-betrayal syndrome. So there's a quiz right on my site to see to what extent are you still struggling. So it's PBT, post-betrayal transformation, pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And the quiz just shows you to what extent are you still struggling. That was one thing that came out of it. The second one was healing from betrayal is so different than healing from death of a loved one, disease. You know, I'd been through all of them. I knew it felt different, but I didn't want to assume. So we asked the participants, because originally I was studying something called post-traumatic growth, like the benefit of, of any kind of trauma, like the new perspective, the new awareness, the new, you know, who you've become because of it. But betrayal is different because it affects the self, because it's so intentional. So it needed, everybody in my study agreed 
Yes, betrayal is very different. So it needed a new name. So we coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation. But the third, and to me, the most exciting discovery were these five stages um, from, you know, the very beginning up until the transformation. So, yeah, so the way it works is the first stage is sort of like a setup stage. And this is what I saw consistently with every single woman, you know, myself included. If you imagine four legs of a table and the four legs are physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, what I saw with everybody was they were leaning heavily on the mental and the physical, really ignoring the emotional and the spiritual. So think of a table. If you were only you know, strengthening two legs of a table, easy for that table to topple over. That's the case with us. Also, when we neglect the emotional and the spiritual aspects of ourselves, we've shut down our intuition and that really would have served us. So, you know, we're easy to, easy to see us topple over. Then, we, then we're betrayed, right? We have our betrayal experience. And here's where, this is the scariest stage. This is uh, the breakdown of the body, the mind, the worldview. Think about it. Your, uh, your body is in a complete state of chaos here. Your, uh, your stress response is ignited. So now you're headed for all kinds of symptoms, illnesses, conditions, even disease. Your mind is in this complete state of mental chaos, confusion, overwhelm. And there's a breakdown of the worldview. Life as you've known it no longer makes sense. It doesn't exist. But a new worldview hasn't been formed yet. So it's terrifying. So here's where the bottom drop, drops out on you. But think about it. If you're walking down the street and the bottom were to drop out on you, you would grab hold to whatever you could to stay alive. And that's exactly what stage three is. Survival instincts emerge. And it's the most practical stage. Um, it's like, if you can't help me, get out of my way. Where will I live? How do I survive this? Who do I speak to? Who can I trust? Very practical. And this is a stage we can step in for life. For life. But if we're willing, and willing is a key word here to move forward from this stage, and we have experiential exercises that help you do that. But if you're willing to move forward from this stage, and keep in mind, you have every right to stay here if you want to. But again, if you're willing to, you slowly uh, move into stage four, which is um, finding and adjusting to a new normal. Your old normal doesn't exist anymore. It's not an option. You cannot undo your betrayal. It cannot be undone. Uh, your old marriage, your old relationship, your old everything. It, it's not an option anymore. So it's like if you've ever moved a new house, condo, apartment, whatever. It's not cozy, not comfortable yet, unfamiliar, but it's going to be okay. When you're in this situation, you tell the body, I don't need the stress response engaged as much as it is. So the body at least isn't breaking down anymore. You may not be healing yet. At least you're not breaking down anymore. You're slowly settling into this new space. When you're in this space for a while, your new normal, and it's become okay, and you feel okay about it, now you slowly move into the fifth stage, and this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. So in this stage, the body begins to heal. Also, you didn't have the bandwidth to, to you know, spread self-love, self-care. You weren't eating well. You weren't exercising. You were, you were busy surviving. So here's where you take better care of yourself. Here's where your body starts to heal. Your mind is, you're making sense and making meaning out of your experience. And you have a new worldview based on the new beliefs you've formed because of what you've been through. And that table from the beginning where we were only focused on the two legs, the mental and the physical, now we are solidly grounded because we're paying attention to the emotional and the spiritual too. Well, Debbie, this is uh, 
great framework to think about the process of of going through betrayal. And I know through your program, you guys obviously get in depth into this and and help people through. And I know you mentioned the quiz. So why don't we wrap up by having you tell our listeners how they can get involved in the program? Maybe um, can you do it in person or online? And because uh, there's a lot of value, I'm sure, in oh, that navigating these you. difficult things. Yeah, the first the first thing I would absolutely suggest is is take the quiz because you'll see you'll see why you're struggling with relationships or even the health issues that are left because of your betrayal or why your business is is stuck at a certain level. And it's all tied to that unhealed betrayal. So take the quiz. That's, you know, that's the best thing. TBTinstitute.com forward slash quiz. But as far as the program, it's it's completely online with live interaction from me. So I teach in a, in a private Facebook group every two weeks. And it's, it's really a, you know, now that we know exactly what helps people move from one stage to the next, everything that helps you move is included. And everything that we found from the study that does not help us move forward is excluded. So it's like those little kid rides, you know, that that you, you see at the amusement park. If you're sitting in that little car and you're willing to sit on that ride on that track, it will predictably take you from one stage to the next. Excellent. Well, our listeners know to find all the information you've given us today on your show notes page at idpodcast.com. And uh, we encourage them to to take that quiz and then to reach out to you if they have any other information uh, or to join your program. And thank you so much for uh, joining us on the show. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for the work you do. Hi guys, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, all the links are in the show notes page, as well as on the podcast description. And while you're on our website, we encourage you guys to check out our 14 day happy couple challenge. We send you an email for 14 days with simple, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And on our website, we also have a bunch of free resources for your relationship. So we encourage you to check those out. Uh, We also have our love tribe on Facebook. Uh, We encourage you guys to join the tribe and uh, be there for support for each other. If you have questions or just need some relationship advice, we are all here for each other. Um, The group has grown to almost a thousand people um, and we love it. So we hope you guys join that. You can go to Facebook, Love Tribe Fam, and you'll find us right there. And if you are interested in learning more about our flagship course, Spark My Relationship, we hope you guys check it out. We have a special offer that is only for podcast listeners. So you can go to sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock and you can unlock that special offer and learn more as always thank you guys so much and we'll see you next week